good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. It is your friend, your best buddy, your ultimate compadre, Adam. And today, I am, he is, we are, they are, talking to themselves, talking to myself. Um, and today, I want to talk about backup plans, because I think backup plans are good, but also, I've been finding out that they are bad. Um, and for those of you who have been listening, or those who might know me in my personal life, um, I know there's a couple of you out there, and thank you, I love you. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I was, I've been listening to this podcast called Hidden Brain, and every so many days I just listen to it just to kind of refresh my mind, think of something, they're in uh, little, um, little chunks, so it's easy to listen to them, and they're not all connected, so you don't have to listen to them like a series or anything. Um, man, every time I talk about this on the podcast, I feel like I'm trying to sell it, which I am kind of, it's cool, but they're not a sponsor or anything. Um, but anyway, so, um. It got me thinking, so I started doing some research about this one episode. It was about backup plans. Uh, now, I think it was called something else. Um, I can't... My brain's not summoning right now what the uh, what the actual episode was called. But the whole idea was based around, like, this threat of if you rely too heavily on a backup plan. And so, on top of that, I got to read in this article through University of Pennsylvania, um, kind of looking further into it. And it echoes a lot of what that episode was talking about, but there's a few other points in here that I thought was pretty interesting um, that uh, I also wanted to kind of bring up a little bit. Um, so, um, backup plans. You know, everybody likes to have them. They're important. They are... Um, it's it's good to know. It's kind of like when you have, you have uh, uh, life insurance, in case something happens to you, your family's taken care of. You have car insurance that way you don't have to pay for all the bills yourself you know they're, they're, those are very safe backup plans that just I think because people have them they're easy to set and forget so you, you're not as reckless as you could be most people aren't reckless because like I have insurance you know <laughs> uh, so those, those are very safe ones so but but the kind of backup plans we're talking about specifically are when you have a specific goal in mind uh, in the studies um, that are in this article and that were in the episode overall they said that um, people who knew who had a plan B going into plan A worked way less hard to achieve the goals of plan A um, and and they said it's because they thought too heavily they're like well it's okay if I fall I have plan B to catch me so people felt too safe to the point that they didn't try very hard or hard enough so I wanted to share you know I thought I thought about that because I was like well I guess that makes sense um, and I tried to think back to are there times in my life that sort of thing happened? So actually, it's something more recently than than um, than I realized. Um, not to get too too uh, open, uh, though this is called the Shares a Lot podcast. Um, I was in the shower uh, uh, listening to this episode uh, on my Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> Great way to make showers even more enjoyable. Um, and uh, that's when I got the idea. I was like, oh man, like this is exactly where I was. So. Um, not long ago, actually, I was an aspiring YouTuber, and actually, this journey started like six years ago and never took off. Um, and so then I paid a couple hundred dollars for this thing called Video Ranking Academy uh, several years later to give it another go. I left it dormant for a while. It wasn't performing very well. Um, it was mostly just a hobby thing. Um, then I went back at it a couple years ago and really took it seriously and thought, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to... Um, I'm going to go at it. I'm going to I'm really do it. I'm going to put a lot of effort into it. I'm going to try. I'm going to really, really try. Um, so I paid a couple hundred dollars for this video ranking academy to uh, teach me the ins and outs of search engine optimization and kind of how to uh, 
make your tags better and your titles better, which is what SEO is essentially, and how to research competition and all these other things. And it was very educational and I'm so glad that I did it. I think it was very important for me to know those things and to kind of see what work actually goes into this. That way I wasn't always beating my head against the wall. But turns out I still sucked even after that. I mean, now things did improve. I my, my channel before I got it, I had like 30 subscribers and like 15 of them were my friends. Um, but then I started to focus it more on Dungeons and Dragons instead of just overall whatever content. Um, and uh, except for a couple of random videos of like home remedies, in case you guys never noticed, but I'm a little nasally, I sniffle a lot. That's just because I have like severe allergy issues. So I apologize if it comes off in the podcast that way, a little weird. Um, and so I did a couple like home remedies for stuff that helped me through my journey. Um, but anyway, uh, I found that, you know, with using some of the, uh, of the stuff I learned in Video Bank Academy, my, my YouTube channel, uh, rates went up. I went up to, like, about 117, I think, is where I'm at right now. Which, you know what, if you look at it, uh, mathematically and statistically, that's, like, that's more than 100%. That's, like, like, that's almost 200%, somewhere in that ballpark, increase. So, you know what, I at least showed myself that I could. But here's where all this relates. This is why I'm sharing this. Um... They give you the um, the idea that a lot of YouTubers batch record their stuff. And if you don't know what batch record means, it means instead of recording the one episode on the one day, and then whenever you're ready to post, post that, record that episode on that day, you record like a week's worth of content all in one or two days. Um, and they always say, you know, just change your shirt or something if you want it to look like it's a different day or give the illusion that you're recording it like the day of or whatever. And I thought, well, that's a good plan. I've never thought to do that. So that's exactly what I did. Um, and so it got to the point where I was way ahead. I had videos scheduled through YouTube through, gosh, I had like a little sticky note on my walls that told me like every day that things were going up. And uh, I was scheduled for months out. And so I always had something going up and then I'd make sure it was posted and then mess with the tags some more or whatever. And they were doing like, okay. But when there were times where I wasn't feeling very creative or if I didn't know um, what I wanted to record, I would look at that little sticky note on my wall and think, well, you know what? I have like two months worth of content that are that are coming out. At least if I posting once a week, I had two months worth of comment, content. Um, so I was like, you know what? I have the next seven, eight weeks to have more content. I'm still ahead. I'll be fine. Um, and turns out then like as I became less inspired and I was having blockage on like blockage, blockage sounds bad. <laughs> I was having a block on, on what I wanted to do. Um, I kept looking at that sticky note, and every day, or rather every week, it was, all right, well, I still have seven weeks. All right, well, I still have six weeks. And then I got to the point where I wasn't recording anything fast enough that I saw that as a ticking time bomb. And then I realized that, like, I got nothing done. I was behind now, and I hadn't posted anything new. And I tried, I tried, I think I batch recorded another three episodes, three videos, and again, it just happened again. And I was like, eventually I became very defeated. The videos weren't performing well. Um, I wasn't inspired to keep going, and um, I didn't try very hard because I, I realized that you know, well, I have time. I have time. Like it's okay if I don't get something done right now. It's okay, and I kept telling myself that it's okay to not work hard. Um, and I didn't realize what I was doing until much farther after I'd realized that I just need to take a break for a while. And I may I may go back at it someday and maybe take another whack at it. I tried a different YouTube channel and tried a different method, but that also wasn't very inspiring. But anyway, that's not, not what this episode about. The point is, is that batch recording is good. I still do it with this podcast. 
Um, you know, that's why I stopped dating myself in these podcasts because I'm already talking to myself. First of all, I shouldn't date myself either. Um, but I'm bummed. But uh, I started dating when I was doing the podcast because I was so sure that I was going to be recording them live. And then it got to the point where I was so inspired by things I wanted to talk about when I'd come home from work or right before I went to work um, that I just wanted to record now. I didn't want to lose that fire. I didn't want to lose that edge, and I just need to get it out there. But again, I'm realizing that I am at risk of doing the same thing because now I have a list in my documents and on, on these bunch of tabs I have open on my computer uh, that say like, hey, here's these, like the Sticky Note app. I love the Sticky Note app. I use it all the time. When I discovered it, it changed my world on my computer. Now I can put Sticky Notes on my monitor without putting Sticky Notes on my monitor. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> it's always embarrassing when you make yourself laugh on your own podcast. <laughs> I'm the funniest guy I know. Um, but anyway, so I have a long list of... Um, just recorded episodes that I was really excited to talk about. Um, and so I realized, and actually on the uh, on Anchor, who I use as my, my platform to record, uh, or at least to post and share, um, I had weeks worth of episodes scheduled ahead. And actually, I, I had thought of this before I listened to this episode and read this article, that I looked at it and I was like, all right, two problems with this. One, if I decide to talk about something that's topical, I'm like, we're going to be way late now. I'm going to be way freaking late. If something happened recently that I want to talk about, or if anything with the economy, or anything with my life, anything that's so recent enough that it would be worth sharing, like, around the week that it happened, I'm, I'm, I'm too far ahead. So that was the first problem. But the main problem was, Adam, you're doing it again. Like, I, in my brain, I don't know if I thought about backup plans specifically, but I knew that that method didn't work. When I had everything scheduled out, I relaxed because I wasn't putting in the effort to post it myself, first of all. So that took me out of that took me out of the moment for a minute. So I took down all the episodes um, that were pre-scheduled. All the ones that had already posted, I left. But everything that was pre-scheduled, I erased them all, um, which was hard for me to do because like, I was so excited when I first did that. But I thought, I need to at least post the videos manually, or the, excuse me, the audio manual. I say videos because I'm used to my YouTube thing. Um, I have to post the audio manually. That way I'm in it, I'm doing it, I'm thinking about it, and maybe I'll be inspired more to continue recording something that day. And I've been finding that it's actually been very helpful uh, and been keeping me on my toes more. Now, I'm not saying that specifically yet, but now that I've heard this episode uh, kind of swinging it back around, I'm realizing that I'd made the right decision there. Uh, because I was getting lazy on my YouTube channel. I was uh, I was getting uh, complacent, lackadaisical even, uh, and I just felt that I was safe. And so the whole point of that um, concept that I was talking about was that sometimes you feel too safe if you put too much stock in your um, backup plan. And that's exactly what I did. That's literally word for word, idea for idea, point for point, exactly what the flip I did. Um, so point that I said, what the flip? Yeah, that's what I said. Um, so another thing that I learned that was pretty interesting, though, to kind of take it away from me a little bit, was um, during this episode uh, that I was listening to about uh, safety nets, uh, and again, the phenomenon by, uh, I can't remember the name of, um, they also mentioned a study where, um, like, cyclists out on the road, people who are riding a bicycle, 
people who wore a helmet versus people who didn't wear a helmet, there was some interesting phenomenon there with what other people did. So like safety nets in a way can affect others as well. So people who are wearing a helmet, and it's not to say you shouldn't wear a helmet because you absolutely should. Um, but they do, it was just a study and they realized that um, this guy who was wearing a camera on his helmet um, on the front and back uh, was out cycling. So he tried it uh, with a helmet on and then he recorded someone else who wasn't wearing a helmet. So it turns out when he was wearing a helmet, cars were more likely to get closer to him. And he, he, he hypothesized that it's because he was wearing a helmet. So maybe subconsciously people thought I could get a little bit closer. He's protected. He's safe, right? And so I, I thought that's scary in a way because, like, you may be projecting in some way. Like, oh, it'd be like if I'm if I'm out there bicycling on like <laughs> a suit made of pillows, and someone's gonna be like, "Well, he'll be fine if I give him a little tap or something," you know? People might get a little bit more reckless, consciously or subconsciously, because I'm protected. Um, and they said conversely, they stayed farther away from people who were the guy who was not wearing a bicycle helmet because, you know, again, if you just think uh, on the inverse, that, oh, well, I can hurt that person and they're not protected. Um, so that's kind of scary uh, if you think about it. Now, this isn't to say you shouldn't wear a helmet because you absolutely should. Um, whoop, just kicked my mic. Oh, gosh, I hope that wasn't loud. Um, but it was just kind of, it was an interesting um, uh, study. And um, so uh, I'm going to get to, like, should you have a backup plan here in a minute. But I want to share a couple more things that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, another study showed that, um, and this was reflected in uh, one of the articles I read and in the episode, so it's kind of funny how I found the same, um, the same pieces. Um, they said that uh, a lot of countries uh, with financial crises, crises? Crises. Uh, are usually um, those that have U.S. troops in them. And I thought, well, that's weird. And apparently when they realized that, you know, Uncle Sam's there to help kind of cover their ass if something bad, if everything goes south or something's not working, then they don't try as hard to keep those things there because they, I have a hypothesis as well that like it might also be more of a spiteful thing where they're just like, well, let them work harder. But, at the same, but that's the whole point is like they're there. So it's like, well, why, why, why should we do as hard, do, work as hard and do anything as, as more profoundly as we could and prominently as we could? when we have someone there that's just gonna like do everything for us and kind of pick up after us when we're done. Um, and so the whole thing was like, hey, wherever US troops are, that's where people will get more lazy and they don't they don't try so hard, so they have more crises. Which, I guess that explains why we have so many in the States, huh? Because we have tons of US troops here. <laughs> all right, well, that, that was, that's all, that, that was that was, that was it. That's, I just wanted to make that joke. I mean, Diane, since I started, hitting record that I wanted to say that joke. I'm done with that. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so, so what do we, what have we learned? We've learned that backup plans have the capability to help us, which I'll talk about in a second, but we've also learned that backup plans have the capability of killing our drive and killing our motivation and killing our overall success. So, uh, one suggestion that this, uh, article, this, uh, one from the uh, from the university, what did I say it was? I just read it and then I forgot about it already. That was in the article. The <laughs> University of Pennsylvania, of course. Uh, it's actually from Wharton, in case anybody's curious. Um, and so, uh, the one suggestion they have is you might want to delay making a backup plan. I'm reading this verbatim. You might want to delay a back making a backup plan until after you have done everything you can to achieve your primary goal. 
So I thought, ah, now there's an idea. Like, now that's not to say that you have to achieve everything in your goal, because then you don't need a backup plan, right? So, like, I think it's very easy to misconstrue. But essentially, it's just saying, like, hey, throw, you don't have to throw all your eggs in a basket, but you have to put all your effort into that thing. And if it's really showing that it's not going to work before you give up on it, that's when you start making your backup plan. What an idea. What a crazy concept. All right. Um, now, I know that can be a little bit more stressful, but typically people work better under stress, even though they say they don't. They're in that fight or flight mode. So it's like, oh, man, I got to come up with a plan. You're going to start working harder. You're going to put more effort into making that plan B because you're realizing plan A isn't working versus, um, you know, just being like, well, I'm safe. I'm OK. They also mentioned that, uh, you know, people who um, people who get paid, people who go to college, whose parents pay for their full full ride or pay for everything for them, their food, their water, their their clothes, their school and everything and their books tend uh, oftentimes tend to try less. Now, it's not astronomical to the point where just like, oh, if you pay for your kids college, you're screwed. But they do find that if you pay, if you take care of everything for them then they get lazy. They they will try less because they have the extra money themselves from their own part-time jobs or whatever to go and mess around and drink more or whatever. No, just thought that was a pretty interesting idea. Um, so, so yeah, so the one idea is to, um, is to delay your backup plan. The other idea that I thought was pretty interesting was to, they call it outsource your backup plan. Um, and so they say, if it's something with work, if you have a, like a, a goal at work that you're trying to get to and you're trying to come up with a plan, if X doesn't work with this client or if this doesn't work for your training, um, to, you know, your boss is there for a reason. It's their job to uh, make sure certain things are running smoothly. So then you say to them, look, I don't want you to tell me what the plan is, but like, I'm going to work on, on this and this and this, and this is my goal. And this is what I want to achieve. Um, and if I'm starting to fail at that, I need you to tell me what other options I have. That way, you know, don't tell me right now. I just want you to be wary of what I'm doing, be aware of what I'm doing, be interested in the goals that I have, because if this doesn't work out, I'm going to come and talk to you and hope that you'll have a plan B. Now, uh, that may help you relax a little if things aren't working, but you also don't know what the plan is. So you don't know if it's going to work. You don't know if it's if it's certain to help you. Uh, and nor do you know if your boss is really trying that hard to make one for you. So you can't you can't put too much stock in that until you know. Uh, and your boss, uh, if they keep the deal, isn't going to really cue that in for you until they see where you are and what you've been doing. Um, another thing is if you have a counselor or a friend and you just say, look, here's my goal. Keep me honest with my goals. Um, and that's it. Just be like, I need you to keep me honest with my goals. Uh, and if you happen to have any ideas for this, uh, in case things don't work out, please write them down. But don't tell me what it is because, like, I need, I need to try hard. I need to do this. Uh, kind of what I took from the article was, like, you shouldn't hear what the backup plan is. Um, but you at least know that there could be one there versus I know there is one there. Or at least you have somebody else in on the loop. This is another thing I took away from it was even if you didn't tell someone to help you with a backup plan, you're telling them what your plans are so that you have someone to bounce off of, ideas off of, if things look like they're going south. I think that's the safest bet without being too safe in your goals, you know what I mean? Because it's like, that way you don't have to explain everything to somebody if you need a confidant because they, they're already there. You've been updating this whole time. That's why counselors are good. That's why advisors are good. 
because they're there with you every step of the way. You're telling them how things are going. You're telling them what's going on. It's how psychiatrists work. You know, they, they know you. They're personalizing everything to you. They understand what you're going through, that you don't have to tell them your story every single time you talk to them. Um, and with a friend, you can just say, hey, look, this is what I'm going through. This is my plan. What do you think? And they may give you some pointers and say, hey, look, all right, we're in. We understand. Um, and so that way they, they know you're talking to them about your life. And then you can go back to them and say, hey, man, I'm, you know, I'm doing really well. This is working. You're saying, yeah, I feel like I've tried everything so far. And another thing you're confident I can say, well, like, hey, you said you were going to try this. Did you try this yet? And you're like, ah, oh, you know what? I've had forgotten that it, that was another avenue I was going to explore. That's not necessarily a backup plan, but that's somebody who is helping keeping you honest about your initial plan. And then later, if it really doesn't work, you know what? I tried that too. It's not working. What am I going to do? They know your story already. They can help you put together a plan as a backup plan before you finally, say, abandon plan A. Um, and I thought, man, what a freaking great idea. Stuff that we do all the time, but maybe don't think of in that way. Um, so it's super relatable. I think we can all do that. And I think it's good to have a backup plan. Like, again, like helmets obviously are good. And like, you can't, you can't control people driving closer to you. Uh, but something to be aware of. Sometimes just that awareness is enough that'll help save a life or, you know, keep you on the road. Um, you know, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, insurances are good. You shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't not have insurance if you can help it. Like I realize that, you know, I've been through that where sometimes financially you can't afford certain insurances, but if you can get it, get it. Um, because it, it's definitely, it's definitely helpful. Um, you know, so, and also having backup plans in general aren't the worst, but like, I think the whole point of this thing is if you have to have one and you should, um, don't put so much stock in it. Uh, and that was very powerful for me, as I mentioned in the beginning about my YouTube channel and my attempts to get ahead of the game. It turns out getting ahead of the game actually put me behind the curve. And, um, that really, that really messed me up something fierce and really killed my motivation and my inspiration and ultimately made me quit. Um, and that sucked. So, I'm really going to try harder not to let that happen with this podcast because I'm enjoying it very much for anybody who might be listening or not listening. Um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. So um, I'm going to wrap it up here. So thank you, as always, to anybody who made it this far in the podcast. You guys are wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, maybe someday I'll have some ads in here, and if I do, I'll try to keep them short. Um, and uh, sincerely, um, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. And uh, I hope that you are taking care of your mind and taking care of your heart. And most importantly, as always, taking care of each other because that is super important because life sucks when you don't have anybody else to bounce off backup plans with. <laughs> Here we go. Bring it all around, baby. Bring it all around. Uh, that's it. I hope you guys are great, and I'll see you soon.